Welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from the quarantine cabin on Lower East Side of Manhattan. We are here every Monday and Thursday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's how it works, people. Listen, we're in the holiday season. This is the time to give. Give the gift of J Train. That's right. I'll be, let's, we'll do the whole thing. I'll go sit in your driveway. It'll be like the Mercedes commercial. You'll put a big bow around me and I'll be on the driveway uh, outside in the snow, a, a beautiful snowy landscape, just enough topical snow. What do they call No, conversational snow. And it'll be drifting down and I'll have the big bow on my head and your sad single friend, you'll bring them outside and you'll be like, I gave you J-Train. I'll be like, hi. I'm your gift. Give the gift of J-Train. Tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. Let everyone know. Let the church bells ring with J-Train. And make your Instagram story. That's a great thing to do. Ooh, it feels good when you make your Instagram story. And you can also, if you want to get more involved with this, I got a YouTube channel. The YouTube channel, I'm putting up a lot of stuff. The Bachelor Recap Show, Rose Rehash. I got the Vent Sesh. We're giving advice to people who are coming on live to talk about their issues. I got stand-up. It's called YouTube.com slash Jared Freed. YouTube.com slash Jared Freed. You can watch this full episode on YouTube. All the full episodes are on YouTube. Also, Patreon. We're doing three additional podcasts a week. Three additional podcasts a week for $5 a month. Three additional podcasts. I, I What we're doing there is great, and so many people are joining. I love it. There are three distinctly different podcasts than the one you're listening to now, but they're like adjacent. So I do Luxury Lounge. I complain about luxury issues every Wednesday. I do one long email. That's one long email I would never do on the show, but I answer it kind of line by line. And then there's Coffee with J-Train. I just talked about the movie Heavyweights, and I just talked about Chinese food, uh, the difference between New York and L.A. Chinese food for like 30 minutes. So listen, all of that stuff and more, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Very excited about today's guest, uh, OKP. She's been on the show before. Original key player. Hilarious comic. Kara Clank, thank you for coming back. Oh, thanks for having me back on the J train. I'm excited to be here. It's great to have you. Last time you were on the show, you were pregnant. Yeah. And you were at my apartment in Harlem. I, I yeah. didn't. I, I This was, it feels like it was 7,000 years ago, but it was like, Somewhat it was recent. January of 2019. So it was like, yeah, almost two, like an almost two years ago, I guess. That's crazy. So now you got a baby. Yeah, so that, that worked out. Uh, it came out. <laughs> She's great. She's like now speaks and yeah. How is it being a mom? What What is mom life like in, in, in a quarantine? What's it like? You know, it's good. It's like the first half of it was regular. Like I went back to work like pretty quick after she was born. I had a regular life. And then the second half is like I'm with her nonstop because of this fucking quarantine. Yeah. So um, it's good. You know, it's like it's look when you have a kid, it's like fucking Groundhog Day. Every, I mean, I know people feel like that anyway, but it's like magnified with a child because it's like we mm. get up the same time every day. We do the same things with her in the morning, like the same breakfast, you know, like the whole thing. The and meals then, are scheduled. There's yeah. no and and then the baby doesn't go. Well, I want a chef salad today. The baby's like, yeah. no, you're eating peas. Yeah, the baby's mash, not yeah. like, hey, you want to drop in a car in a like hop in the car and let's just drive up to Malibu. Like, no, the no. baby's not doing <laughs> shit like that. So like, you know, it's very like scheduled and groundhog day but on the other hand we like to try to think of it like we're spending time with her that we wouldn't have spent if we were you know employed and mm -hmm. like out of the house so it's good we're getting to literally watch her grow every single day <laughs> every it's it's literally every watching grass minute. grow <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> now now i mean is there anything that you like is there days where you look at the baby and you're like i never would have thought this was a thing <laughs> um what do you mean? Like, I, ne I never would have thought. I don't that, know. Like, is, is there like a thing like, like, are you changing it? And you're like, oh, my God. Holy shit. The shit's huge. I don't know. You know I don't yeah, know. What, yeah, I, I, I don't even know what I would think to expect with a baby. <laughs> 
I would say my husband has moments like that, but I don't really because I just literally, I'm the oldest of six kids. I've been babysitting since I was like 11. Like there's really mm. nothing about kids that I didn't expect really, but it yeah. is, it is relentless. I'll just say that. It's just well, like, it's old, never over. Oldest of six kids and being a woman like I would say, like there's different like I feel like and I don't mean to like gender this or whatever, but it's like I feel like, you know, if you're the oldest of six kids, but you're the you're, you're the brother, you're a dude. The, the mom's like, yeah, just shut up. Let let your yeah, sister yeah. take care of it. I feel like there's an element like you've been mothering these five other people your whole life, I would assume. Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. They definitely like <laughs> called me mom junior and stuff. And like I was definitely. In that role. Do you have siblings? Do any of your other siblings have kids as well? Or are you the only one? My youngest brother. So me and my youngest brother, like number one and number six, we both had a baby within three weeks of each other. Oh my God. Is he like a, is he one of those people that's like a, like he was ready for life to start? He's military. Ah. So, you know, him having, him having kids at like. 29 30 is like basically like you know in the military world that's like a grandpa having kids I sure feel like. he's, yeah. he's out of the military now but you know what i mean like he didn't get he got married at 27 like that's like mm-hmm. so old for them i feel like in, in new york and la there's like 27 oh really getting it together early and then everyone <laughs> everywhere else in the country they're like yeah that's the normal that's what you do yeah yeah so I, this is fantastic. So like, it's weird because I, I, people who listen to this podcast know that I moved in with my girlfriend in the beginning of the pandemic. It is not in any way the same as having a baby, but I don't know life living with her without a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And like with like you got, two just heading off in the morning and going to do your own thing and then like meeting up at night. <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah. Today yeah. she was like everything. She basically had the moment where she's like, everything you do annoys me. You're you're messy. You're loud. <laughs> you chew loud. You sing. You dance. You do TikToks. You're always tweeting. You never stop looking <laughs> at your phone. She like went down like the whole list. And I remember and I like looked at her. I was like, you should go back to work. And, like, <laughs> and, and it was like she laughed and was like there's no work i was like just go there just like (laughs) do a trip like you know like you do have those but i would assume like you is there a moment where you go man what's a baby gonna be like when this isn't going on you know i'm lucky that my kid is 19 months old she has no idea what's going on i think by the time it's over she's not gonna know what was going on you know except Mm -hmm. maybe she'll have a little bit of separation anxiety if we like go back to work all day you know but like sure you know I think like I have a kid in a really good age for a pandemic. <laughs> like because yeah. <laughs> like, I feel bad for the kid. I don't have to fucking take her to Zoom school. I don't have to of organize course. any of that shit. You know, she's not it's not like she's three where she's like, What's going on? Why do I have to wear a mask? She doesn't have to wear a mask yet, you know, like sure. so I kind of have the sweet spot age, uh, but I do hope this shit's over soon because what? she's going to be free I, at some point. <laughs> I, I I hope so too, for your sake and for mine. But yeah. I I, I I will say I've thought about this. What do you think the worst age of kid to have during a pandemic is? I mean, it's got to be like five or six. It's got to be like the ones that are like just starting school, like kindergarten. Is there like Mm. they just started kindergarten in September. So all they know of school is like I look at my computer and somebody talks to me, but I can also get up and leave whenever I want. Like for me, that feels like it's got to be one of the worst ones. But I'm sure there's people listening that are like, I have an eight year old and it's a fucking nightmare. So I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking like nine or 13 would be the two ages. But like because- by then you got to be like by 13, you're a little self-sufficient, right? Like, sure. I, I, just the idea of going to school as if you're in college. Like, remember, like growing up, you'd watch like Saved by the Bell and you'd be like, what campus operates this way? <laughs> You know, like what restaurant is like on your school property? Yeah. yeah, like where are you guys hanging out? Like where, where, where's the scene where you're waiting for a ride from mom in the rain? <laughs> and it's like they, these kids are kind of operating the way I was operating in college. They're like, yeah, my first, my first class is at eleven. Like I would imagine they're like waking up and just rolling into class in PJ pants. <laughs> Like I was doing when I was a freshman being like, wow, yeah, this is how you live life now. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> so I, I, you have a podcast that we we I'm very excited to tell people about because I've already told them about it. You and Lisa Traeger are co-hosting oh, yes. a podcast. We yes, got to talk another about another J train fave, I assume. 
She's an okay pee. She Lisa comes. <laughs> in, Lisa Lisa's one of those people with with a with with an extra key to the house. She, <laughs> she Lisa's our tr- our Kramer. So <laughs> Kramer shows up, takes a sip of OJ, leaves whenever she wants. So Lisa's been on the show forever. But I, you and her are starting a podcast together. It is out. Right now, what I want everyone to do, I want you to pause this episode right now, get subscribed. It's called That's Messed Up. It's an SVU podcast, okay? So it's called That's Messed Up, uh, and it's an SVU podcast. It's every Tuesday, and please, Kara, tell the people what you guys are doing, because Lee's already explained it, but I want to reiterate, because I know how big people who love SVU, people who love... Uh, Law and Order are like Law and Order people. They could sit in bed all day. They could Grandpa Joe it and just fucking (laughs) watch episode after episode. So let people know what you're doing with the show. Yeah, so um, so essentially it's like it is an SVU podcast because I'm obsessed with SVU. Lisa's obsessed with SVU, but you don't have to have seen SVU to listen okay. to the podcast like because we basically take you through a recap of the episode and then we talk about the true crime that the episode was based on. So if you're just like interested in true crime or you just like think that we're funny, I guess, like I don't know what would bring you to it if it wasn't SVU, but that's OK. Like you will totally like hold your hand through the episode. And then we talk about the real crime. We interview an, the, an actor from the show, um, from the episode. It's amazing. And, uh, yeah. So we're interviewing like really interesting, cool people. Like we have Elizabeth Taylor's stepdaughter on the show. Like we have like really cool people that yeah. all, almost all the actors were getting on the show. These, these have always brought me luck. Yes. Exactly. I think of that every time I hear Elizabeth Taylor. I don't know. This is the time of year. Do you, yeah. you have that memory? It is. It's there, a white diamonds time of year. You're right. For sure. The white diamonds commercial is this perfume commercial. It was from like 1952. And it, it was, was like her full Vaseline on the lens. Like, it is yeah, the you cannot even make out her face, really. Like, she's <laughs> older. <laughs> and yeah, and it's black and white, I think, too, which doesn't help it at all. And she <laughs> goes by a homeless person and drops diamonds. <laughs> I remember that. Do you remember that? No, because she goes, these have always brought me luck. That was the whole line. Yeah, no, I remember that line. I just yeah. thought like she went up to a poker player or something. A I didn't poker she went up player? To a, like somebody who's gambling. Like these have Hold on. luck. I'm I really, I don't well, think it's a homeless person. What's it called? White diamonds? White diamonds. <laughs> okay, because now we're going to get back to promoting your podcast, which I think everyone should go listen to. Okay, here's the commercial. I found it. I'm playing it. It better be a homeless person or I'm awful, but that's how... Okay, there's a plane landing. She's in a photo shoot. He's getting off the plane. He's mysterious. They're playing poker. You're right. Okay. I not so. I think you might be thinking of um. You might be thinking of like a Thirty Rock episode where Rachel Dratch like plays an Elizabeth Taylor like character, and she does say, "These have always brought me luck," and throws something at some. Maybe, maybe. that's like, what you're thinking of. No, you you couldn't really have been more right. You thought that Elizabeth Taylor was chucking diamond <laughs> earrings at a homeless person and going. I, that's what I always thought. I swear <laughs> to God. Like I'm watching this commercial, I'm going because she's supposedly in like South America, it looks like, and there's a poker game happening uh, al fresco. On, <laughs> I, I, I listen, all of you go Google Elizabeth Taylor White Diamonds commercial; it'll come up, and she does take her earring off. She stops the poker game. <laughs> it's crazy. She stops the poker game to like help a guy out that she thought was hot, like. Can you and the diamond is huge. Okay. So <laughs> okay. these have always brought so, me luck. I just remember that line. Brought me luck. Yes. It's like it's iconic. Everybody should definitely check out that commercial. Yeah. So but everybody we have on like as our guests, like for these interviews on the on the podcast, like they are people that you wouldn't necessarily, if I said their name, know who they were. But when you see sure. them, you're like, I've seen that guy in 25 things, you know? So, and that, the interview is only a small part at the end of every episode. But, um, you know, I think it's like, we're, we're well, on to- the Exactly Right Network. It's uh, my favorite murder network. So we hope that like true crime fans and SVU fans alike will be into it. It actually, the podcast launches on December 8th, but the trailer is out now. So you can go subscribe right now. 
Go get subscribed. It's called That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast. If you search Kara Clank, if you search Legion Traeger, it's going to be all over my Instagram. I'll do a swipe up to the podcast so it's easier for you guys to get subscribed. Here what I, here's what I would say to reiterate your position of you don't have to be an SVU person or a law and order person. The whole point of Law and Order is that all episodes are pretty much self-contained. Yes, exactly. They're procedural. So yeah. you, if, if you're just taking us through an episode and SVU was ripped from the headlines, so they were taking real real scenarios and putting them into this fake world. So if you're out there, you're like, I like a murder mystery, it's going to have the beginning, middle, and end. It's going to get tied with a bow at the end of the episode. You're going to get right. all the stuff you need to get into these episodes. So that's great. Yeah, you don't necessarily, yeah, you don't have to know, like, who's this character? Who's that character? I mean, like, they swap out some of the detectives and some of the judges and, and like, DAs and stuff, but it's, like, it's not really necessary to know the plot. Yeah, so everyone go check it out. That's what, And also, when you say, like, these are characters you've seen in other places, that's a big law and order thing. They were, like, plucking New York actors used to just, like, or still to this day, just kind of, like, get put into these shows like kind of comics at some point would be like everyone got an all uh, at, for uh, like 10 years there was a point where like every comic had a law and order yep like credit to their name <laughs> so yeah there they also did a episode about um a rape comic that was kind of like based off of this comic who was accused of rape in mid, like uh, he was a road guy like i don't even know if oh you know shit guy. i i, I, I rem- I'll, I'll tell you his name off mike but like it was they did a full episode based on this guy played by Jonathan Silverman, who's like a pretty well-known actor. And I played him for Stick or Treat one year. Oh, I my God. The fictional comic on Stick or Treat. <laughs> Stick or Treat is a is a Halloween show where people impersonate other comedians and do it in some sort of way that has a hook to it. So you're playing the fake comedian yeah. from <laughs> yeah. That's great. yeah yeah <laughs> perfect so everyone go follow Kara everyone go follow the podcast that's messed up an SVU podcast let's do some emails you ready I'm so ready jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com hi Jared this one's called bad timing boo thing Okay. Need some advice. Almost a year ago, I met a friend of a friend while they were visiting town. The weekend was really fun, and afterwards he got my number, and we began texting casually over the next few weeks before he eventually came back to visit and quote-unquote sightsee with a few friends and hang out with me and my roommates. He lives about an hour away, and my mutual friend lives in another state for context. Okay, so they met through a mutual friend who was there probably out of town. Does this all make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't feel invested enough to pursue things from so far away. I don't have a car, so logistically I knew this was going to be a lot. But I definitely enjoyed hanging out with him, and if we were in the same city, would want to see what happens. COVID happens, and we don't speak for a few months, uh, and then I see he has a girlfriend two months ago. When I saw that, I was definitely sad, but tried to brush it off. Then he DM'd me two weeks ago from an Insta story that felt like he's still interested in, at the very least, of just being friends, which I'm open to. Feeling kind of hopeless and guilty that it took him finding someone else to realize it maybe is something worth pursuing. What do I do? Should I tell him my mutual friend to hit me up when he's single and try to see if we can be friends? Please help your girl out. Dating is a struggle for me. Thanks, queen of bad timing. Kara, what do you think? Listen, I feel like, I mean, maybe you'll disagree with me, Jared. I just feel like we've all got enough friends. Like, I I don't know that you're going to make friends with this guy during a pandemic. Like, like if you're just going to be friends that casually DM back and forth, I guess maybe you could be that kind of friend. But like, I don't know. I, I just I, don't think it's like worth your while. This is a guy that you've pretty much only had a hookup relationship with. They did hook up, right? They did hook up on like the sightseeing um, weekend and stuff. It sounds like uh, it, she didn't say that. Oh, OK. But it, I, I, it, it seems like it's been insinuated because. The weekend was really fun. Uh, almost a year ago, I met a friend of a friend visiting town. The weekend was really fun. Afterwards, he got my number. We began texting casually over the next few weeks. He eventually came back to visit and quote unquote, she put in quote sightsee with a few friends and hang out with me and my roommates. He lives about an hour away and my mutual friend lives in another state for context. I didn't feel enough invested enough to pursue things from so far away. It sounds like they hung out in a yeah, romantic I w- fashion. I, mean, I would maybe just like keep it to keep it to messaging or whatever, I guess, like being like LOL at like different mm. shit that you're posting and then if you see that he breaks up with his girlfriend maybe the door could be open again but i don't really i don't really see what the friendship would do for you the friendship's out 
Let's yeah. let's don't even that, that she's lying to us. This is the thing. When you say maybe there's kind of a ho, uh, maybe, should I try uh, try and see if we can be friends? No, 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 no. You just told us you're attracted to him and you're yeah. upset that he has a girlfriend. Let's own our emotions. Let's own what we feel. Let's own the fact you liked him. It didn't work out. Fucking sucks. Like I, yeah. I think when you go into like, well, we can be friends. Now you're going in on a lie. That's not a friendship. Yeah. That that's you trying to worm your way in for the. If, no, no, no. Let's be a little bit more honest. I would also say that he is employing a move. He is employing a move that I've talked about here on this podcast before. It's called the hookup alley oop. And what you do is while you're in a relationship, you keep these other people that you've had kind of would they won't they's with a flame. You keep yeah, them like going. Pocket. You keep everybody in your back pocket in case. Exactly. Just yeah. in case. And I call it the hookup alley you because when your current relationship breaks up, you're basically throwing the basketball to yourself to slam dunk later when you're single. So when he writes to you, when she writes, then he DM me two weeks ago from an Insta story. That's just him keeping you as an on option the, on the hook, on the hook. He's just trying to keep you hot enough to eat at some later time. So I, I think when she says feeling kind of hopeless and guilty that it took him finding someone else to realize it maybe is something worth pursuing. That's not what happened. That's not, it wasn't like he was sitting there like, Oh my God, I locked myself into this relationship and and the right one is just fingertips away. That's not what this is. Right. Instagram is a very visceral thing. He saw your story. He said, ooh, you're hot. Let me send a message to let her know that I think she's hot and that I'm still here. I'm still waiting. I'm right. still someone that could be in her life. I'm still a friendly, so to speak. So should she tell the mutual friend to hit me up when she he's single? Do you? What do you think about that? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, now that you now that you've heard what Jared said and what we've said, like, is that the kind of person that you want to be with? The person that's Ex keeping you on the back burner? Like, sure. I don't know. That's what. So I, I, I that's kind of the point of why I said it is because you have to understand. Don't be surprised. But what people are, it's like I don't get offended by people when I know what they're doing. You know, so like know what he's doing. This guy's a guy on the hookup. He's in the hookup game. He's attached himself to someone else during COVID, which is pretty normal. And he's probably going to come back around at some point. And at that point, you're going to have to make a new decision. Is this someone? I'm, but I don't think you're going to have to like, I don't think you should sit here looking out the window while it's, you know, drizzling out, wondering of what <laughs> could have been, you know? Yeah. Listening to Coldplay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I also just want to say, side note, that an hour away from you in New York is not that far. Like, if you, just in case another, like, thing like this pops up, I mean, you living in Harlem, Jay, uh, Jared, and where, I almost said J-Train, Jared, <laughs> you living in Harlem, and like, I don't know, where did your girlfriend live before? Like, I lived on the Upper West Side, and my boy, my now husband lived in Brooklyn. That's an hour. I mean, Sure, like, I, I don't think, <laughs> but I will, I will say, I don't think people think of an hour in those terms. I think if you're on the island, you're on the island, and then if you're like an hour away, you're an hour, you know what I mean? Like, I think, yeah. when she says an hour, it sounds like Fairlawn, New Jersey. You know, like. <laughs> I don't think that's crazy. Is that, me? is that bad? I'm like, if you have I mean, a hard time dating, if you just said it the bottom of your email you have a hard time dating don't rule out people that live an hour away <laughs> sure I, I i i think there's a like there's a little bit of a revisionist history with her email like i i think like when she looks back on it, she's like i didn't really want to pursue it right, uh because right. it was an hour away like well he could have pursued you he could have said i'm coming right. into the city he could have said oh i'll be there in an hour it, what's an hour to me you know he didn't right. do those things so let's remember this is a dude who wanted to hook up with you and then found someone that he ended up in a relationship and he's still trying to hook up with you so let's not glamorize this guy let's Pull it back. Move on to new people. If he comes back in your life, you have to pull his file and reread it. And the yes. file on on the file, it says, this is a dude who was reaching out to me while he had a girlfriend. Yes. And don't feel guilty yourself. You've done nothing wrong, I think. No, no you've done nothing wrong. Also, like, don't feel guilty that you lost the one. He was a nice time that yeah. he was easy to be a nice time with. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Truff. Ooh, I love Truff. 
Truff is a amazing hot sauce. It it's truffle hot sauce. That's what's going on here. And it is delicious. Spicy enough to be spicy, sweet enough and truffly enough to be put on anything. I've been putting it on my eggs. I've been putting it on turkey when I'm having a snack. It's a way to take something that you are eating just to kind of get by. Maybe you're you're just having your breakfast in the morning, you're having a snack after lunch, you're having a dinner, and you're trying to zhuzh it up. And that's what Truff does. It takes anything you're eating and brings you to a world of splendor and elegance and refinement that you've never seen before. It's delicious. It's really uh, the right amount of spice. I think that's my biggest fear with any hot sauce. And Truff hot sauce has nailed it. It's nailed that kind of right that sweet spot of just giving you enough spice and then enough flavor to elevate and not hide the food you're putting it on i love it every morning i'm having it on my eggs it's and they have different types okay there's not they have different types they have the truff flagship hot sauce flavor packed black truffle hot sauce that started it all they have truff hotter hot sauce a jalapeno forward blend for those who can never get enough heat and premium white truff hot sauce embodying the essence of luxurious and fragrant white truffle i mean you know what i love about truff is that i can put it on anything and it takes it in a new direction that's not just about the sauce it makes your meal better and i've been putting it on everything i put it on my eggs in the morning i'm i'm a fan of the truff flagship hot sauce and you know what you can also get a little travel size to put in your bag you can be just like Beyonce, girl. A little hot sauce in your bag. You can pull it out. You'll be the hit of brunch. I can tell you that right now. You pull out this hot sauce mid-brunch, mid-Zoom cocktail hour, mid-flight. People are going to go, what's what's with this person? This is, this is That's a confident, amazing person. I, I'm a huge fan of Truff, and I want you to go give it a try. So see why, for yourself, why Truff is the biggest hot sauce on Instagram and TikTok. You can get 10, 10, 10, 10% off site-wide when you use promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN at truff.com. That's T-R-U-F-F.com. That's 10% off everything, including the white Truff VIP box and Truff variety pack just in time for the holidays. I'll say this. It comes in a beautiful packaging. So you might be hearing hot sauce. I don't know. If you have a friend... And we all have the spicy friend, the friend that's into spicy stuff, can't get enough. We all have that friend that's putting hot sauce on everything. This is the gift for them. What a, what a wonderful idea for the holidays. It comes in a beautiful packaging. You put the card on it. It's done. You're done with holidays. So you can get all of this with 10% off at truff.com. Promo code JTRAIN. Truff, T-R-U-F-F.com. Promo code JTRAIN, just shop at truff.com, that's T-R-U-F-F, -F, F as in fantastic, because this hot sauce is fantastic. Truff.com, use promo code JTRAIN for 10% off. The JTRAIN podcast is brought to you by American Giant. As we all continue to navigate changes into the new year, we need to come together and support our communities. It is a great time to be supporting the men and women making stuff in this country. Did you know that in 1960, 95% of all clothing was made in the USA? Today, only 3% is made here. American Giant has built a 100% USA-based supply chain. They've got relationships to factories, workers, and communities at every step of the process. This ensures the highest possible quality this is a sweatshirt you will own for years so i have the american giant sweatshirt i love it it is a durable warm sweatshirt to be worn on flights and walks to the grocery store and if you're dealing with tough you know tough weather American Giant is going to get you through. I have the sweatshirt, and I it's really great. And it, you know what I like about it? Other than it's a American-made, 100% USA-based supply chain. Other than and that, other than it, you know, it's durable. It's warm. What I love about the American Giant sweatshirt, it feels like it's hugging you. And right now, we're all getting less personal contact. We're also we're getting less personal uh, touch, person to person. We all need a hug. 
Well, let the American Giant sweatshirt hug you because I put it on and I was like, oh, ooh, this is like, it's like a, like a, like a grandma holding me. It was really beautiful, and I want you to go try it. American Giant has a great deal just for my listeners, and American Giant makes a great gift. Get 15, 15, 15% off your first order when you use promo code JTRAIN, 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 at American-Giant.com. Let me say that again. 15% off when you use code JTRAIN, American-Giant.com. It's a great gift for the guy in your life, anyone who likes a hoodie, anyone that likes to be in that comfortable hooded sweatshirt that you like to steal from him this is a great gift 15 percent off when you use code jtrain at american-giant.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com jtrainpodcast at gmail.com here with Kara clank <laughs> at Kara clank on instagram and twitter that's messed up that's the podcast go 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 subscribe you're like a right radio now dj jared i love it listen you're like so you're like a zoo dj i love it Kara, <laughs> the 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 sip my coffee mark Marin interview podcast already exists exactly i couldn't no, do he- that i had to do me <laughs> I had and listen. It's great. It's how, great. How awful is it though when you go on a podcast and then like they get they go and that's our show and then they go oh what do you have to promote and you go yeah, yeah this yeah, is yeah. the whole fucking reason I came no, here. You're amazing. <laughs> so, you're making so, sure that people are saying my podcast name in their sleep. I love it. I believe in compensation. <laughs> I believe in people posting on their Instagram stories. I believe in people supporting the sponsors. I believe in people following me on Instagram. I believe in if you watch all my Bachelorette stories and you don't follow, I believe you have stolen from me. That's how I, you know, I, I feel. I don't watch the Bachelorette, but you are how I kind of am into it. You Appreciate and Megan Gailey are sort of yeah. how I get into it. And it kind of, it's like, it's helpful for me to be just on the fringes of knowing what's going I on with the Bachelorette without watching it. And I appreciate that. I appreciate your appreciation because I, <laughs> I do understand that. Like there, and I, I think also for a lot of people with the Bachelorette, like there, it is like a meal they don't that they're too guilty to eat. And I think <laughs> I think when you look at it with a a fun eye, as I try to look at it, I think it gives people the it it, it allows people to get into it. I I, I do yeah, believe no, that. No, it's the way I feel about Housewives. You know, I'm sure it's like the same. Totally. I just I can't add another thing to my roster right now, but I'm I, sure I'd love it. Did you try the the Salt Lake City one? Oh, did I? I I devoured it. <laughs> I did not just sample it. I, I I loved every second of it. So I watched. I. I, I, what did a, you think? So I liked it. There was a there's a point where it felt like I went to the Mormon Zoo to look at the exhibits. Do you know you what know, I mean? Like, only one of them is Mormon. I know, but some of them are like you know ousted from the yeah, community. Yeah, yeah, There's a couple out. There's actually two ousted. <laughs> two ousted. It, There's it, a converted it, to Muslim Mormon. Yeah, it feels like it doesn't take a lot to get ousted from the community. It feels like a, like excommunication comes pretty easily to them. But yeah. I, I, it does. What I notice also is this: it feels like with the Salt Lake City one more than like New York. I think I've watched the first three seasons of New York. And my feeling on it was always that these people were the most real, like with the show, like it was actually their life and actually how they acted. And like the whole Jill Zarin, Bethany Frankel thing was very interesting to me. Yeah. But with these people, it feels like I'm watching um, all the mothers that don't tell you how bad their kids are. Like, it feels like they're all lying to my face with a smile on. The thing is, is they're very performative because- there's no way to get like virgin people anymore. Like the way yeah, you you're in right. New York, it was a new show. Nobody really knew what it was. And now they, like, it's an institution now. Everybody knows what you got to do to be a good housewife. So it's sure. almost like we're jumping in at them with like almost like season five is their first season. They're like, they, they know where the cameras are. They know what their <laughs> stories are. Like they've got, they're like, they know exactly who they have to antagonize to like get like, you know, more camera time. Like, you're and absolutely right. Kind of, we have to just sort of accept that because I don't think we're going to get a brand new. What is this? Like just navigating this new reality <laughs> show world. Like, you know, everybody fucking knows what it is now. Yeah. And then also I need to know their wealth. The. Yeah. Well, I, I'm like kind of, you know, New York, none of them are like that rich before Bethany sold her company. Like none of them were that rich. I didn't. Think. Well, I, I did think that they were like, you know, with those first three seasons, because that's all I have to go off of was like. 
I understood what their wealth was, whether they were that rich or not. I was like, okay, they have a Hamptons house. I kind of know what like they're they're, where they where they are in societal ranks. It's really difficult in Salt Lake City because you're like, I don't know what the standard of living is that like, I don't know what the general costs are like, you know, totally like to me, like, do they all build their houses in like as an ode to the Mormon church looking thing. (laughs) Like all the houses look like churches. And like one of them, like the woman whose husband is the coach, I went and looked him up. He's like the assistant cornerbacks coach. He's not the head coach of the team. At like the University of Utah, which I don't even think is like a huge football school, is it? This is the other thing. The when you're U University of Utah or you're like Penn State or whatever state school you are you're usually the highest paid person by the state. So, so like they do make a lot of money, but I'm like, but her lifestyle seemed as though it was so much grander than I could ever even imagine. Like it felt like they were all billionaires, but no one worked. I I just didn't. So that again, like placing it into context. I feel you. I totally hear you. It's very, we'll figure it out as we go. I think like a little bit more because you know, you, you can judge a lot over like, how they vacation, where they decide mm-hmm. to go on the big trips, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, like whether they fly private, like who's in first. Sure. You know? so you like there was of- that there was that one couple that was the formerly Jewish, now Mormon couple or yes, something. Yes. And he goes back and forth to Chicago. Right. Yeah. And you're like and they kind of like they've kind of like given some some. They've hinted you know, that he's cheating. Right. Or that she is. Or that she is. Yeah. yeah so you do have that moment. Where you're like. Why does he work in Chicago? And and then then they all have jewelry stores. So you're like, I know plenty of people who had a jewelry store that's fake. Like that is just a <laughs> fake. Like you don't have a jewelry store. You have yeah. someone else pays the rent on a place where you put out jewelry. It's not like you don't have the. You're not the De Beers company. Like that's not <laughs> what's going on. So yeah. like so some of them think we're idiots. That's no, what they're. I know. So I don't know. We could go on for days, but let's do another email. This you ready? is a separate. This is a new Patreon podcast. J Train Talks Housewives. I'm just saying. I'd be happy. There, to uh, there's been talk of this. I'm, I'm not <laughs> lying to you. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. I shit where I eat, and now I don't know what to do. Uh-oh. Jared, huge fan of everything you do. Feather, feather. So I've been with my boyfriend for about two and a half years now, and I'm 23. He's 25. I've been coming to the realization that we probably progress way too quickly. We met at work, and about a month later, we were in a serious relationship. Then two months later, he was pretty much living at my house and never left. We are now in our second apartment together. Even though we live together, we barely talk about anything not work-related. We hardly ever hang out together. Last week, we went to a wedding an hour away, and we drove separately because neither of us like the other person's music or the way they drive and would have ended up arguing. It's pretty clear to me this isn't working, but still, but he still expresses that he feels I'm his soulmate and talks often of a future together, a future I don't see. I'm pretty sure I'm his first serious relationship, not positive, though, because he doesn't like to talk about our past relationships. At this point, ending this relationship will be super complicated. We own a lot of shit together. Our lease isn't up until August 2021. And more. And, and most importantly, I don't want him to hate me. Uh, we are still going to have to work together. Any advice is appreciated. Thanks for all the laughs. So what do you think? Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Let me say something, though. I mean, I do red flags pop up when I hear 25 and 23 year olds talking about soulmates. You got you. (laughs) you, You've been together your whole adult life. Essentially, you've been you're you started dating when you were 20 and now you're 23. Especially. Well, yeah, I guess she was 21. She's like a young college graduate and he was 23. Mm. He was maybe a year out of college. But also when you talk about soulmates, and, and you're this young, but also won't talk about your past relationships and maybe never had a past relationship. You're just saying the things you think you're supposed to say. There's a point where you're like, you're reading the lines in the script. Like this guy going, you're the one for me. You're the only one. Like those are all lines. If you're taking separate cars and they're saying you're my soulmate to an hour away wedding, like, okay, the actions don't don't step in line with the words. So the fact that you guys can't compromise or respect each other's music for one hour is a huge red flag to me. Huge, like huge. If you're going on a, like a huge road trip. Maybe that's like something different. This is one hour that you guys cannot 
respect and sort of like find joy in, in like time with each other. If you don't like each other's music, just talk for an hour. Like, I well, don't, you know. But that's, or listen to a podcast, listen to yeah. the, the J Train podcast or That's Messed Up. Yeah. Uh, every Tuesday <laughs> on, on any podcast app. What but I'm saying. podcast for an almost broken up couple, both of us. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So I, I think, but also they say, you know, the, the, cliche thing because it's true is like it's all about communication 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 uh-huh. you can't even communicate on the music and then when he does communicate he does it in lines that are written in a fairy tale so that is him sometimes there's a such a thing as fake communication you're my one you're my best friend you're the you, sometimes people just say things to see your reaction to it to be like you, you're the one right like there's almost yeah. like, like you yeah, know so yeah, like yeah. So I, I'm trying to just speak to the things she's written because let me just tell you how little those things matter. If you're not in the same car together, if you can't even communicate the music, then this communication of you're my soulmate is bullshit. Yeah, and when you're home, you're not speaking to each other and you're only talking about work. Like that, like they're, they're, like this letter is just like riddled with like so, red flags, I feel like, that you guys are not. So know. we both agree that they need to break up. Yeah, I the, understand that it is like, the property of it all is really difficult, but like, you'll figure it out. You guys will split up furniture. You'll, you can, you know, like you, I think you should start investigating how you can separate your life from him. You know, that's, like, that's good advice. I think like investigating like storage units, you know, start yeah. walk around with one of those like uh, accountants hats with the, the green bill as you're like, you know, dividing all the assets. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, I but I do think like I, I want to make sure we reiterate we both think this relationship is done. And I think that's like when you go, let, let, let's make a list of the things how they should go. First, it's the relationship, then it's work, then it's your apartment, then it's the lamp, okay? And sometimes that's helpful because it's it, because right now, it's I got this apartment and we work together and the relationship and we don't talk and no, 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 no. The relationship first, the work is second, the apartment's third, the lamp is fourth. So fine, we've just made the list for you. Now... You have to have an adult conversation. You're 23. You want to be an adult. He's 25. You want to be in a serious relationship. Well, now it's time to get serious. Hey, this isn't working for me. And I, and I, and don't speak for him. Don't go. You don't talk to me in the car. You do that. No, no, no. I'm speak not. Yourself, yeah. I'm not happy in this relationship. I am not. This will not be the one for me and it's not the match for me it's not the romantic match anymore i have fully enjoyed myself i fully i feel like i've become an adult with you i i appreciate our history but i don't see a future for me mm-hmm. now the next part of the conversation is you know you're going to have a long conversation about that but only keep it at the relationship then it becomes what are we going to do about work? How do we interact with each other knowing we're working together going forward? How, uh, what, what's going to make you feel comfortable? What's going to make me feel comfortable? Again, let's negotiate. And they, they're not good at communicating, so this is going to be hard. Yeah. And then it goes, okay, the apartment. We're not done until this. Do we want to look for sublease? Is there anyone, is there a friend you can have moving here? See how it gets easier yeah. the minute we made it? one through four that list yeah you got to because i feel for her i understand all these things are hard but the minute you go at this point in the relationship would be complicated then you bring up you talk about like all the shit you own together like that means you're out that means it's over yeah you're not gonna stay in a bad relationship for a fucking futon like you guys can figure it out like you know you'll you divide stuff up like you sell a bunch of shit and divide the money i mean it's like you yeah it does in a lot of ways, like the way people are now, because we don't live with our parents anymore until we get married, we move in together. Then it does feel a little bit more like a divorce when you get, when you break up and that's sure. just the way it is, but it's stuff. It's just stuff. Like you got to prioritize your happiness. I think that J- Jared's completely right about this list. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's very difficult because of exactly what you just said. Like it feels like, and, and I, I used to uh, date a divorce attorney and she would say when she would call like a marriage without kids that would get divorced, a fancy breakup. And I would say that this is just below a fancy breakup. 
Like, this isn't easy. This, like, and if anyone's just like, just break up. No, no, no. They're fucking delusional. This is a much longer and more involved conversation that takes, it's going to take as much work to break up as it is to fucking get together to this point. So it's time. J Train yeah, Podcast. You got to rip the bandaid off. It's time. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Rothy's. This season, give the gift of comfortable, washable, sustainable shoes and bags from Rothy's. Rothy's shoes are incredibly comfortable with zero break in period thanks to their seamlessly knit to shape design. It's no surprise that Rothy's best selling shoe, the Point in Black, has over 3,000 near perfect reviews. Spread some holiday cheer with the newest Rothy's. Styles like winter-ready shoes, brand-new bags, and washable masks. And with a Rothy's gift card, you can let your loved ones pick the perfect present. I have gotten Rothy's for my mom. She loves them. This is a great holiday gift because, you know what, people... What they want for gifts and what I want as a gift is something that's usable, something that works into my life, something that is useful. And that's what I would uh, call Rothy's. Rothy's can be worn anywhere. It, it doesn't look like you're too dressed down or too dressed up. It's that perfect in-between shoe. They're wearable right away. They're comfortable. They have winter-ready shoes. This is the answer to all your gift-giving problems because right now you're thinking, I want to get them something, but I want to get them something that they like and that they'll use. Rothy's is it. And it comes in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. Rothy's are available in a range of styles, especially with a gift card. That's a great way to say to someone, hey, this whole site has great stuff that you're going to need and use. Rothy's shoes are seamlessly knit with thread made from plastic water bottles, so they're ultra comfortable as soon as you slip them on. And that's right, zero break-in period. Find out why Glamour named Rothy's one of the top gift ideas you can't go wrong with and why Allure says Rothy's is the eco-conscious gift you'll see on every list. See, this is a gift giver's dream. Check out all the amazing shoes and bags right now at rothys.com slash JTrain. Go to rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash JTrain. Style and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Head to rothys.com slash JTrain today and slip into something you'll feel good about. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Figs. Figs is celebrating the awesome healthcare professionals putting themselves on the front lines this holiday season. They're the new icons, the risk takers who are doing more than we can ever imagine, whose game never stops. Figs makes the perfect holiday gift so these heroes can conquer the most challenging 24-7 game there is. I'll say this. I am DM'd about Figs more than any other sponsor that we have. The people that work in the healthcare profession, the frontline workers, the people that have to put on scrubs every day, if there's someone in your life that wears scrubs, they already know figs, they already love figs, and they know it as the high-end item. So right now, I am so excited to give you some free money towards giving someone in your life that could use the figs a great gift that they're going to go, oh my God. God, figs! That's how they're going to react. That's how they react. Ah, what? It, 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 ah. They're going to do that thing with their voice. They're going to do that screamy, half-scream thing. Ah, what? You did it! Nah. That's what they're going to do. Because figs are scrubs designed for comfort, safety, and functionality. They're basically... Figs is like an athletic wear company was like, get out of the way. We're making these scrubs. It's not your daddy's scrubs anymore. These aren't the ones that you used to buy in high school and it looked kind of cool because you were kind of comfy. No, no, no. These are form-fitting. They're made with yoga straps and Fion X fabric that features Silvadur, an antimicrobial and four-way stretch technology. It's as if the greatest athletes in America came in and were like, we're making this stuff for the frontline workers. We're making this stuff for the doctors, nurses, and healthcare professionals in our lives. So if you're out there, you have someone in your life that came to mind, perfect gift for them. They make lab coats, jackets, totes, even compression socks. In response to COVID-19, Figs has donated over 35,000 sets of scrubs to hospitals. They've donated $100,000 to organizations that support black Americans pursuing careers in medicine. So this is a company that's creating good and doing good at the same time. Here's what we're going to do. Figs wants you to wear the scrubs you deserve and enjoy 15, 15, 15% off your first order with code JTRAIN15 at checkout. That's code JTRAIN15 
Ukraine 15 for 15% off. And if you're not working on the front lines, thank someone that is because Figs will give you 15% off too. Head to wearfigs.com. That's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com. Wearfigs.com. Enter code JTRAIN15 at checkout. Love your scrubs. gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here, Kara Clank. At Kara Clank on Twitter and Instagram. That's messed up. An SVU podcast. Go every Tuesday. Get subscribed. Okay, let's do this one. What would you think of a guy I have known since school, now 10 years post-graduation, swiping right and matching with me on a dating app multiple times over a 12-month period? That's it. That's it. Oh, wait, hold on. Then mentioning get it, catching up for coffee. Um, this is brought up another on another social media platform months after the initial convo on a dating app. No follow through on catching up. I called them up on it and they said they didn't find me attractive. Just curious why a guy would swipe right on an app matching uh, multiple times over a 12-month period then say they weren't attractive when they usually... What is the whole point on the initial swipe left or right on the app? Well, that's crazy. To even say you're that. dealing with is this an insane person i don't know why you would do that <laughs> well to say i'm not attracted is a lie you this person was attracted okay like and the but i'm looking this was sent kind of haphazardly to me can i ask a um, question though because sure. um i honestly uh i've been with my husband since apps before like mm. apps were just starting when we got together so I haven't really done Tinder, but I obviously know how it works. Don't some people kind of just swipe right on people that they know sometimes to just be like, hey, isn't it weird we both saw each other on here? When, no? I w- when I was single and I saw someone I knew, I was only, to me, a swipe right. I, I always operated, and this is may say something about my ego, but I always operated as what would happen if this was a yes? What would happen? What what mm-hmm. would I have to deal with? I have to deal with something. I have to deal with an awkwardness. We're walking in on each other in the room of yes. So I would always swipe left on. I knew that it came with other things involved. Yeah. And sometimes people know it comes with other things involved and they prey on that. Sometimes they go, oh, we know this, uh, you know, oh, I know this person swipe right. Oh, we're a match. Holy shit. Um, I could probably now I, I have trust with them because they know who I am. I can text and text and text and see if we'll ever get together late night. Like, yeah. like, like uh, swipe, getting a match on a dating app. And the reason why it becomes so dangerous is because someone owns a thought in your head. There's no, you know, this person thinks you're attractive. So mm. now you get to make the decision and, and, and with that in mind, and that becomes, if, if you're less in, involved in it then it's easier for you than the person who's more involved in it yeah like if i match with someone who i knew when i was like yeah like what what often doesn't factor into a lot of the the swiping is some swipes are yeah i'd fuck yeah yeah so and i know that's a dirty gross way to put it but it's as honest as i can be be realistic yeah yeah like this is i i mean some swipes are yeah i'd fuck some swipes are Oh my fucking god! And some swipes are, ah, uh, we'll see. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and so not all swipes are the same. So mm-hmm. this person's operating in a world where he swiped me right. He wanted to do coffee. Why didn't we do coffee? And, and it should be as simple as that. And how can you swipe somebody right multiple times in a year long period? Does like the swipe expire and then they go back it into your I, pool? I, I think some maps it will expire, some apps it won't. Okay. So and and also if you're on different dating apps, if you see someone yeah, hinge, on Bumble, Hinge, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. Tinder. So so the the question of why is some people are on there just to get matches. Why do you match with someone multiple times? Some people are just, or all they needed was to know, especially if they knew you in the past. People go on. The, I I know, like I've heard of like dudes I went to college with who are married and go on it just to yeah get the boost of like this girl thinks I'm hot. It's it's psycho. It's psycho. It's crazy, and it's it's you know again, it's also crazy to like keep up texting with someone for days and days and days when you're not talking at all about anything. Like, you know, like there, there are things we have to come to, to grips with. And it's that these things feel good to people. 
in ways that don't necessarily mean a date doesn't feel, a date isn't what they're after in a lot of cases. It's This person's question seems to be like, why would somebody do this? And I guess the answer is just like, he's, he's crazy. I mean, like, I insecure, don't. Insecurities. Yeah. Um, the, it, the other thing is, I think sometimes there's, there's a bad mix of two people. There's a bad mix of two people, and this happens sometimes on dating apps. It's guy who wants to be nice mixed with woman who wants to go on a date. And so when when you're when when we look at this, we're like, this is crazy. How could you multiple times? At some point, you got to stop it. She knows this is a place that I'm closer to a date than not, mm-hmm. and he knows. This is a place where I get my dopamine, but I don't want to end it with someone and I want to just keep them along as an option. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to ever say no to any options because, again, I should go back. It's guy who wants options and woman who wants a date. Because woman who wants a date will keep going even though the the future looks grim. And the guy who wants options will keep going because he never wants to lose out. I just don't get why he's lying and saying that he's not interested. He should just say, I met somebody or like, I don't know. Like, he's just like lying. It's oh, like, that's, oh, well, that's fucked up. Here. Like, yeah. you're like, you multiple times you didn't accidentally swipe right. Like, you're he's well, lying. There, he's lying. And also there's a, there's also the thing where it's like, She's like, when's the coffee? When's the coffee? Yeah, I thought yeah, we were yeah. going out. And he's like, I just got to get out of this. And he just says like the meanest, horrible yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and it's like, I, I'm i not apologizing for it. I, I'm just explaining it, you know? No, yeah. <laughs> Train podcast at gmail.com. Train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Kara Clank. At Kara Clank on Instagram and Twitter. Go follow. Go get involved. The... The podcast is called That's Messed Up. Every Tuesday, it's an SVU podcast. Get involved. It's going to be huge. You're going to love it. (laughs) You can subscribe right now. Let's do the last email. You ready for one more? Yeah. Okay, I send it to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's do it. I'll read it, and then we'll do the text. Great. Dearest J Train, I write to you as I lie awake in bed, unable to sleep because of a situation I'm in. I went on a date with a guy mid-October that is friends of a friend. Is a friend of friends. Side note, we drunkenly hooked up in February, but nothing ever came of it because of COVID. He's been in my DMs ever since, uh, but I never really thought anything of it. Well, what's not the thing? Okay. Mm-hmm. He asked me out in October. He was finally back from quarantining in Southampton. And we ha- maybe he's one of the de- Real Housewives kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we had... <laughs> We had a great first date. He's 32. I'm 27 for context. He ends up staying the night and we have sex again, sober. Not sure if that matters. We text for a week and then the convo dies. I reach out to him to invite him to my Halloween party. Not COVID appropriate, I know. He says he'll come over and later follows up asking for details. He does not show up, so I text him. He texts me the next day saying he stayed in because he was wiped from work. Convo dies again, so I text him the following day. Before he responded, I go stalk him on IG. Since I had been ta- uh, t- taking a while for him, since it had been taking a while for him to reply, and I noticed he has a story. It's important to note I have two Instagram accounts: one for business, one for personal. I noticed that he has blocked my personal account from seeing his stories. He doesn't follow my business IG. So my question is, why did he block me from his stories? His story was him posting a commentary about NASA slash SpaceX rockets after I had texted him. Also, I can uh, can I confront him about this? If so, how? Thank you for all you do. So she attached a text. Um, let's read it. I don't know what how this relates, but let's read the text. I'll be you. You be her. I'll be him. And you, him is blue. Him, him is no, no. Uh, black. You, you're. I say, hey, she, I'm, I'm yeah. starting. Okay. She, this hey, is her. Hey, want to grab dinner sometime this week? So she sent that at 4.45 p.m. And at 10.35, I guess dinner's not happening tonight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, sorry for the late response. I've been studying all day. I'm back in Southampton, but might come back next week. So I'd do that. Ooh, what are you studying for? I leave Sunday for the holidays, but let me know if you end up coming back sooner for some reason. 
this thing called the Series 24 so I can be a big shot and supervise dweebs at my company. I will. I can't believe it's already Thanksgiving. It's okay. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so I'm this getting, text. Ex- I, I don't know. Did I bring the, I feel like I bring this up last time I was on your podcast, but I'm very much getting he's just not that into you vibes from this. Mm. The old, uh, <laughs> the, the, the classic tome. Uh, like, I just, um, right after you guys had this great first date and, and had sex and everything, uh, if he if he likes you, he's coming to your Halloween party. Yeah. I just don't buy. Wiped out from work is fine, but he would have texted you that night. I just don't buy. I'm not buying that. This guy is classic keep you as an option guy. Yeah. yeah. And you can tell because here's the game. Be unoffended and totally nice and make half promises for the future. Mm-hmm. So, And he does that. He goes... He does that in his text. His text tells me everything I need to know. And the reason you're blocked on Instagram is because he doesn't want to ever get called out on the timing of his text. Hey, want to grab dinner this week? Sorry for the late response. Yeah, he gave the late response. He's doing things on his schedule. He wants you a convenient option. It's always going to be on his schedule. It's all be on his time. I'm back at Southampton, but might come back next week. So I do then. Again, he's agreeing to all conditional. He would go on a date hypothetically, but only if he comes back and look at you can't see his Instagram story. So you don't know where the fuck he is. And you just think, I guess he's not posting. I guess he's not a poster. So he's just living in this world where he's oh, he's wearing a costume of a nice person who's trying to date you. And that is it. His texts tell me everything. I'm the, the series 24, so I can be a big shot and supervise the dweebs in my company. I will. I can't believe it's Thanksgiving. Ah, yeah. it's we're all, all having like, fun. Yeah, it's just inoffensive, really like nice, polite, like bullshit. Yeah, and he's texting that to six other women yeah, yeah. at a at a maximum because I, I don't think anyone has time for more than six. But I'm saying he is texting that to other women too. He has other people he's met on the dating apps. He has other people that he's DM'd. He has other people. And when you say, oh, well, COVID got the way, I never thought anything of it. He thought of you. He thought of you. He came back to you because he knew you made out and you would be a, uh, a happy a, a, a happy landing place for him to text. You wouldn't be, you've already said yes to making out with him once, so why wouldn't you be okay with a date in October now when he's been responding over Instagram and you've never had a negative thing to say and you've responded to his Instagram DMs all throughout the way. So again, this is happy-go-lucky, nice guy who will, he'll, he'll pitch you out to a perfect future but never really have to like pay the tab. It's it, it, This guy is like, it's almost like he puts you on le- on credit cards. Like he's putting the relationship. He'll, he'll pay for it later. And at some point, you're going to go, well, when at some point, you'll get fed up with this guy. You'll go, when are we going to do like a real date? When, when are you going to be in town? Like, it's, it, But that's when he's going to have to pay the bill that he can't afford. Yep. Yeah. And um, um, it and sucks sh- that you guys had this nice first date. And I've seen that happen to a thousand friends. You had this great first date. You thought mm-hmm. everything was going great. And you guys had sex sober. Huge. Big moment, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I, but, I, but it's funny because this little wrinkle, the I have a business Instagram account where I can see that I'm being lied to is the only way to see it. It's like seeing – this is like having the Wizard of Oz get it revealed to you earlier in the movie. And isn't your question answered for you that he – instead of texting you back, he's fucking storying about SpaceX? Yeah. He's not even <laughs> well, storying like a cool vacation that he's lying to you about or like being at dinner with another girl. He's storying bullshit and he's not yeah. doing that instead of talking to you. That's he wants you on his schedule when I'm done with SpaceX, when I'm done watching, you know, (laughs) Mission Control. (laughs) Then I'll text her back with an excuse like, sorry, it's so late. I've been studying as if anyone who studies puts away their phone for six hours. Dude, you outed him. Should she confront him about this? I, I think there's a point where it's like, you know what he is. We're telling you what he is. If you want to confront him, all he's going to do is lie again. He'll find a new lie. He'll go, 
oh, you know, I, I, I must have hit the button by accident and we should definitely get that date. And then he'll disappear. So you can get the answer from him or you can take it now from us. And this will either be hookup or nothing. And that's what he's looking for. So I wouldn't Jay confront tri- him about this because I think it, it, it it's just a waste came- of time. It gives and it gives him fodder to like be like she's crazy. She has a dummy account and is stalking me. Whatever, like it's, just it's and you're not crazy. Hey, listen, not. I know I know plenty of people who have uh, who have business accounts where they'll message me from the business account like a DM like to my stories and I'll, they'll be like, oh, it's my you know like oh sorry oops. this is my business account oops yeah. whatever. And it's like yeah people have that and you make mistakes. I get it, but also you're not crazy. You felt something was off. You went and looked a minute further and he got caught and that's it. And it's like. You know, there is just know what people are. He has told you. And again, you're going to go to him. He's selling you fables. If you want more fables, you can confront him because you're going to get more. He's going to lie again. Man, are most of your calls from women? Your emails? Yeah. They used to be all men and now it's all women. And like all the are just like why am i being true like except for the breakup one it's just like <laughs> mostly like why are men treating me badly <laughs> there's it's 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 all ice cream but different flavors mm. you know it's like the like this is i i like this email because it's so it's so evident to me what he's doing and and to her it's not at all which i yeah. don't blame her for because but i'm like yeah this guy guys love being the nice guy they hate being you know, and they hate no, and getting rid of to, options. I used to do online dating. Like I never did apps, but I did like eHarmony and shit. And like, you mm-hmm. would just like, and, and also just all my friends that did it, that did it too. Like just constantly, there would be this like guys that just like, don't, that don't like reach out to you for a while after you have like what you think was like a great date. And then like five weeks later, they reach out like just, Oh, Hey, what's up? Sorry. My grandma passed away. Like, I'm just like wondering what you're up to. And it's like, it is truly like always think of it as they have like a little revolving fish tank of women that they're trying to like feed a little bit of fish to all the time. Yeah. I, I, I once heard, and I've said this on the podcast before that men are, it's, it's a very male thing to experience the one that got away. Because mm. women will give it a shot. Women will invest, will will dig in, see what this is, figure it out. And a lot of men are just like, I, no, I'm, right now I'm just trying to, you know, feed as many fish as possible, just like you right. said. And then they realize, oh, this girl was like the greatest girl I could have been with. Yeah. That was the match. So listen, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Kara Clank, thank you so much for coming on. This thank is you so much for having me, Jared. It's always so fun. Always a blast. Everyone go follow Kara at Kara Clank on Instagram. That's messed up. That's the podcast. That's messed up. It's a SVU podcast. You're going to love it. Get subscribed. I'm Jared Freed. We are here Mondays and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. Keep telling your friends. Join the Patreon. I love what we're doing on Patreon. It's a totally different show. Uh, Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. We'll be back next episode. Boom.